Scofflaws is a show about the history of crime, criminals, and the investigation thereof. There may be discussion of adult themes and generally icky stuff. Also, neither host is a legal professional, and this show does not contain any legal advice. Remember, crime doesn't pay. Unless you're really good at it. Hello, and welcome to the Scofflaws, a history of law and disorder. My name is Sean, and joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Kate. Say hi, Kate. <laughs> hi, Kate. <laughs> Viewers, you couldn't see this, but Kate is sort of dancing along to me doing the intro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, so definitely, I definitely zoned out there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So how's how's uh it's only been like three days since we last recorded. How's those three days been? Uh crazy. I had a lot of events going on and I ran a five K for the first time. Woohoo. <laughs> I have never run a five K and probably never will. It was an adventure. Uh <laughs> um it was painful. I will do it again, just not when it's that cold. It was twenty five yeah. degrees outside. <laughs> Oh, I got to take both of my animals to get their vaccinations. Oh, joy. Which means I got to ride in the car with my dog and the cat at the same time. (laughs) Was Trey with you? Uh, No, it's it's easier to take them just on my own. uh, Mm -hmm. Mainly because I have to put the cat in the front seat. Because otherwise her her pet crate will slide around in the back. (laughs) The cat knew where we were, and she was not happy with it. The, the dog had no idea. <laughs> but the dog jumped on top of the, the cat's pet crate because she was so excited. <laughs> yeah. No, they are both probably sleeping somewhere right now because that knocks it out of them. It really does. Willie's not due for his vaccinations for another two years, so... We're lucky. Yeah. Nope. I. This was all of their vaccinations all at the same time. Oh, poor babies. They're going to be out for a couple days. Yeah. Also, my wallet's going to be out for a couple days. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I know those feels. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about uh, this? Oh, let's see. When is this going up? This uh, December the 14th. Well, we are talking about Christmas crimes in the United States. Ooh. Yeah. All right, let's uh Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say we're going to we're going to launch right off with another Florida man story. Oh, awesome. Let's get into these Christmas crimes. All right, so the first one um, everyone remembers from like 2010, 2011, uh, the bath salt craze. Oh, oh God, bath salts. Yeah, this is a bath salts story. Uh, if for those of you who don't know, bath salts are a super doozy of a 
hallucinogenic drug. They make you go bad shit. They're, they're zombie drugs. They are. People eat people's faces off. This one is a little bit more heartwarming. The heartwarming bath salt story. Yeah. So this dude, um, his name was Terry. Oh, actually, this is not Florida. This is Ohio. The, the Florida of the Midwest. Exactly. So uh, this gentleman named Terry Trent got really high on bath salts and walked into his neighbor's house and started decorating the house for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. How do you know where the decorations were? I have no idea. I have no idea. He like made tasteful <laughs> candle arrangements on the tables and he hung a wreath on the garage door and blared Christmas music on the television and then started playing with toys under the Christmas tree. <laughs> he walked into the house and like, I'm either going to decorate or I'm going to bite someone's face. It depends on what I found first. And luckily the boxes were on the first floor. Exactly. Uh, so the sound of the television woke up. I think this was in the middle of the night. It woke up an 11 year old who went and got his mom and the mom called the police and it raises the question, what the fuck else is there to do in Dayton, Ohio? I don't know. Be strung out Santa Claus, I guess. (laughs) Um, it could have been worse. It could have been crocodile. Then he'd just be a melty puddle on their floor. Ew. So yeah. Uh, so the next, uh, the next story takes place in South Carolina, and this kid. So you know how we always like would shake presents or try to guess what we got before Christmas when you were when we were kids. Yep. That 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 old guessing game. Yeah, I actually never did that, but most people do it. Um, so when this one kid in South Carolina did it, his mom called the police and was charged with petty larceny. Wait, hold on, hold up. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. The mom called the cops on the kid. For sneaking a peek at Christmas presents. Exactly. God. This is in. Oh my God. 2006. He was 12, and it was a Game Boy Advance. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Like what? Those cops had to feel like the shittiest cops on the face of the earth right then. So this is the quote from the news station that covered this. Uh, he was charged. He was quote quote. He was charged with petty larceny, and his mom insisted police take him away. Uh, the the kid told the local news station that they put handcuffs on him. And then they put him in the back of the police car and took him to the police station. My whole fist. I'm eating my entire fist right now. Yep. Yep. And uh, the sixth grader sat there for hours until his mom picked him up after church. Oh, my God. And she said that she was trying to scare him straight because he had been causing so many issues before. And it worked. 
So it's it's not that it was the presents themselves that she was calling the cops on for. It was more like she was just looking for an excuse to call the police on her son. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm glad I was never that shitty a kid. Uh, fun fact, my brother was. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he had the cops called on him when he was like... But by your parents? Yeah, by my mom. He stole something from my mom and wouldn't give it back. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. My mom's always said that she'll be there for me up until she has to bail me out of lockup. My mom promised us one get-out-of-jail-free card. <laughs> Don't. Yep, nope. I, I know one of us has used it. We I have so many siblings. At least one of us has used it. Oh, man. No, I, I can at least say that none of us have used, used that token. All right. Next on our list. We move, oh, my God. We move to Canada. Oh, Canada. <laughs> That's all I know of their, their anthem. Same. Canadian friends, if you want to send us a video of you singing the... Canadian National Anthem, we'll post it on our Facebook page and our Twitter. Oh, we definitely will. <laughs> I'll even I'll even after effect a waving Canadian flag over it. Exactly. It is exactly the content we live for. <laughs> so screwed up Canadian Christmas. So this is the one I've called the childhood ruiner. Uh, basically this dude got super drunk um, and <clears throat> went into a local Christmas parade. He gelled his hair to be like devil horns. Okay. Like you do. And like you do. And then he proceeded to go down the street on both sides of the street and tell kids that Santa wasn't real. Wow. Yep. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Yep. And then uh, he was arrested for um, breach of For the peace. Yeah, exactly. In Canada, they call it breaching the peace. We call it disturbing the peace in the U.S. Or being a sack of shit. Exactly. Exactly. Oh man, that that's that's quite a bit of doing up to just go around and be a nasty pile of garbage. Yup. Yeah, it is. And then uh, now we're moving back to Dayton, Ohio. Back. <laughs> Back from once we came. Exactly. I've been to Dayton, Ohio, by the way. And let me tell you, the stories are true. It's kind of awful. Oh, it's it's a void in the middle of the U.S. Yeah, it really is. Uh, Toledo is actually a really cool city, surprisingly. The state of Ohio is only relevant once every four years and while the Drew Carey show was active. Exactly. Oh, I miss that show. It was a good one. It was a very good one. Anyway, so this is <laughs> this one's going to be a little bit more of a story. So there is this group of teenagers in Dayton in 1992 that they, okay. they called themselves the Downtown Posse, and they all had run away from home. Oh, man. Okay, so, so they're runaways. That, that's legitimately sad. The Downtown Posse, though, sounds like the, the gnarmiest pile of garbage ever. It is. And it gets worse. So they, one of the runaways quote, was quoted saying, let's get some drama in our lives. 
<laughs> Says the runaway teenager. Mm-hmm. So on Christmas Eve, they started the, quote, worst crime spree in, Day- in Dayton history. Okay. All right. I, this is either gonna be this is either gonna be extra mild or extra spicy, and I'm ready for it. It's extra spicy. Okay. So the first victim uh, was lured to his house. Um, like the the all the teenage girls were like saying, "Take us back to your house, and we'll have sex with you." Well, they instead murdered him, partied in his house, ate all his food, and drove all of his cars. No one's right in this situation. Nope. And this is, uh, he had been dead in his bedroom for three days at that point. Uh, the same, on Christmas Eve, that same, that same night, they shot an 18 year old who was just using a payphone outside a neighborhood market. And basically they just, they robbed her of her gym shoes and her jacket and her book bag. And she was giving all the stuff to them willingly, just hoping they would leave her alone. And then they killed her. Oh, jeez. Now, that that is, those are, well, one of those is much worse than the other, but this isn't really a spree yet. No, it gets worse. Oh, so, God. So, on Christmas Day, um, a 19-year-old was discovered in his car, and it turns out it was one of the posse's ex-boyfriends. Uh, so, he was dead in his car. Of course. Well, no, he wasn't. Was he dead? Yes, he was dead. Uh. Another man was also shot that same day outside of um, a home in Dayton, and he survived despite being shot four times. Oof. Mm-hmm. Either someone's a bad shot or someone's very lucky. I think he was lucky because all these other people died. <laughs> <laughs> so um, on December 26th, they went to a mini-mart, and they shot the person who was working. Um there and she died five days later in the hospital and one of the store customers was also shot but he survived okay so they've shot let's see we're up to seven people now correct and homicide detectives didn't know if that the crimes were connected well for one let me say good on Dayton Ohio for having homicide detectives yeah right uh (laughs) So they actually made the connection through ammunition and the fact that they were driving a stolen vehicle, but they had no idea who they were looking for until, um, until the 26th when they figured everything out. When all the puzzle pieces fell into place. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's two more victims after they were in jail um a local minister went and visited one of the members and they told him about two more victims so they found the um found two more bodies of two teenagers in a city owned gravel pit dead by gunshot or dead by gravel pit dead by gunshot okay cuz death by gravel pit's a much worse way to go uh so one of the the, the person who was informed on this said that the people were shot because they um, thought they would snitch, thought that the two would snitch to the police. Okay, so these were these were runaways or runaway adjacents? I think so. Or whatever. What was the, the goofy name they picked for themselves before this? The was downtown posse. The downtown posse. Mm-hmm. 
They were hanging out with those Cosby kids too much. Yep. So all three were convicted of uh, murder. Uh, one of them was sentenced to death. And after 17 years of appeals, he was executed on or in 2009. And the other three got life prison sentences. Like how, how big was this, this in air quotes, posse? Um, only four people were behind bars. Only four. <laughs> but two, two were snitches get stitches. I think so. I don't know how they were connected, but they were connected in some way. Okay. So we're looking at maybe at most half a dozen people responsible for nine deaths. Yes. And there's Eesh. a, there's a book written by a retired Dayton police officer called The Christmas Killings. That is about all of this. The Christmas killings are one point of interest. Exactly. So, that is the worst crime in Dayton history. Wow, we are riding hard on Dayton, Ohio today. Yes, we are. If you're from Dayton, we're sorry. Not sorry, because I spent a lot of time there, but also... That's fine. I think I think I ragged on Nebraska for three episodes in a row. I think we're good. <laughs> We're just alienating listeners state by state. Oh, yeah, and it's only the Midwest. Well, no, we, I think we alienated Arkansas at one point. I I would say Florida, but I think Florida's cognizant of Florida. I think so, too. All right, that's all I have on Christmas crimes. We'll continue next week with what's considered the largest Christmas crime in... <laughs> Next week on the Scofflaws, the biggest Christmas caper. Exactly. Oh, that that's a great episode title. Ho, ho, ho. You're such a dork. <laughs> Got to lean into the mic for it. <laughs> All right. Close uh, this out, Sean. <laughs> All right. If you'd like to add to the discussion, you can email us at scofflawspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can talk to us on, uh, I almost said Twitter, but that's not further down. Um, you can uh, talk with us further on Facebook at Scofflaws History of Law Disorder, either our main page or our community page. Uh, you can also join us on Twitter at ScofflawsCast. Um, you can uh, visit our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Scofflaws. And... I was going to do another law from Minnesota because there's some spicy meatballs here, but I'm I'm wondering if I can find one specifically for Dayton, Ohio. Oh, God. I'm sure you can. Also, I can tell you've been hanging out with Nick. Uh, bubble Nick? Yes. Yeah, no. We, uh, okay, so um, if Nick listens to this, this podcast, I'm not sure if Nick actually listens, but hi, Nick. Um, Nick just recently quit a job for like a like a fish tank cleaning company, and Trey and I got him a present of a dead fish that's been chemically treated, so the bones are red but the cartilage is blue, and all the surrounding tissue is completely transparent. Hmm. He si he simultaneously loves and hates it, and it's the last dead fish he'll ever have to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, he's got he's got I think like three days left at this point. Well, by the time this podcast goes out, well, this episode goes out, he'll be he'll have quit. He'll be like fully out. Um, 
But with three days left, he's still driving the company van. I told him, wow, I'm surprised they're still letting you drive the van. He's like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Did you find the law yet? Did you find what yet? Did you find that law yet? Um, I couldn't find one for Dayton, but we can just use one from Ohio here. Okay. Uh, Okay. Um. We've already d- touched on the fact that it's illegal to go fishing for whales on Sunday. <laughs> we did that in Pirates. In Pirates. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately underneath that in the list, it is illegal to get a fish drunk. I which I would watch that YouTube video. So would I. Can you get a fish drunk? Huh. Can you get drunk by breathing liquor? Experts want to know. Yeah, only do that if you're a scientist, friends. Don't try that at home. <laughs> don't, don't, don't spike your fish tank tequila. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been the Scopolaz History of Lawn Disorder. My name is. Sh- this has been Scopolaz History of Lawn Disorder. My name is Sean. This has been Kate. Say bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. <laughs>